Hello everyone, my name is Ryan Logan and welcome once again to Kingdom Culture Engagement to another episode of Hope for Heroes where we encourage those on the front lines fighting this COVID-19 pandemic are doctors and nurses. Each one of these episodes is recorded during a live Zoom call. These take place every Friday at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. So if you want to join us or um, know someone working right now on the front lines that could use some encouragement, please share this with them. My cousin Aaron and I are so excited that you're here with us to receive some encouragement from God's Word in today's message entitled, Plans to Prosper. A lot of times when we're going through something, we find ourselves asking, God, why is, why is this happening? Where are you, God? What, what's going on here? And this is very much the mindset of the Israelites in this story that we're going to focus on today because the city of Jerusalem has just been destroyed and all these people are heading north to the land of Babylon to a strange place to this land that they don't know. They're leaving their home. They're leaving their uh, possessions. They're leaving everything they know behind. Maybe some of their husbands or children or wives have been, been killed and it's just this this unbelievable time of of mourning and and disorientation like what what happened where 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 are we now the israelites they're in babylon they're in they're in this strange place and they're there because they were not following what god wanted them to do god wanted them to honor him and follow his commands to provide for the poor, the widow, and the oppressed. And as time went on, they weren't doing it and they weren't doing it. And God kept saying, if you don't shape up, something's going to happen. I can't allow this to go on. And time after time, they kept ignoring that. And sure enough, the Babylonians did come, and they they destroyed Jer- Jerusalem, devastating the Israelites because they are now captives, strangers in the land of Babylon. And they're told this news when they finally get to get to Babylon, and they're de- they're devastated, and they have to start this new life. God speaks to them through the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah writes this letter to the captives in Israel. In chapter 29, verses 4 to 14. And these are God's words to those in captivity. And I think they have particular resonance to us today in quarantine. So here's what God says. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives 
for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the prosperity of the city into which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and the diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. This is just such a shocking thing. I imagine being in, in their place. Getting this letter and like thinking to myself, okay, now, now God, now God is going to rise up. Now we're going to know, we're going to know when we get to go back home. And then God drops the bomb. It's like when, when 70 years are completed. What? 70 years? Did you, did you really, did you really just say that God? Did I hear you right? Because like, Think about it. 70 years. Do you realize how long 70 years is? 70 years, most of us, by the end of the 70 years, we wouldn't even be alive. But God says, when 70 years are completed, then I'll bring you back. But the call here is not a call to despair and, and moan it and think, think to yourself, Ah, uh, it, it, it's so bad being in exile. I, I hate it here. The, the food's just not right. They, they can't get my drink order right. They're, 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 they, they don't have, they don't have my, uh, my style shoes here. You know, it's, it's. I can, I can imagine, I can imagine it just being. It just being for them like awful because to to the Jews they thought to themselves, you know, we can only worship God in the temple. And the temple is only in Jerusalem. So to be taken away from your home is bad enough. But then to be taken away from the only place from which you can relate to God, they're probably beside themselves. They're probably thinking, well, what do we do? All is lost. But in this letter, 
God tells them, I am with you in this. I'm coming with you to Babylon, and I'm going to be here with you for these 70 years. And you, you seek me. You seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Turn, turn your heart back to me. Turn your habits back to me. Yearn after me. Seek me. And you'll find me. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter. You're so far away from normal because you can still build a life here. And the call here is not a call to, to mourning. It's not a call to complain. It's a call to, to live life, build houses, and settle in them. Marry and give your sons and daughters away in marriage. Continue to live life as you have always lived it, just in a different circumstance. And I feel like that just has so many parallels to what is going on currently. I'd ask Sam if she wanted to, to share some of the excerpts from that book that she had shared with me. I, I, thought, it, I thought it was so good. I thought she should, she should share them with us today. So she was just going to share um, a, little, a little bit from that book. Uh, Sam, would you mind? No, um, I actually, I don't know if anyone's ever read Lisa Turkers before. She's written a couple books. I really like her a lot. Sorry, Ryan, it's, it's kind of like a chick kind of book, but her perspective's for anyone, but she speaks a lot to like women and what we go through and, you know, maturing and marriage and just like from the female's point of view, but she has, she's had good information. I've done a lot of her Bible studies and stuff, but anyways. But wait a minute, <laughs> you, Sam, this is kind of creepy. I hate to say the word creepy in this time. So this Bible is, I think from like 1996, Five, like Brittany, when you and I were going to summer camp at Camp Blue Diamond, and you know it took. I was me only four. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks. Um, so it took me a while to find Jeremiah, but what's really strange is that that's highlighted. That's awesome. If anybody can see what verses those are, that's verses eleven through fourteen, like. Kind of weird. I haven't opened this Bible in a long time. <laughs> and I'm 13 highlighted. There's like a lot of stuff in here. A, a lot. Like, <laughs> do you know about this book? Stop, Brittany, stop laughing. Brittany, stop laughing. But <laughs> so when I used to go to summer camp, it was a Presbyterian-led camp, and we would give affirmations to each other and kind of mm. be like, hey, you did a really awesome job today. Uh, read this excerpt, blah, blah, blah. But I thought it was really weird that tonight I opened it up and that's highlighted. That's awesome. That's awesome. Kind of awesome. Go ahead, Sam. This one's called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. She wrote, I think her most popular one is called Uninvited. Well, this is the one I'm currently reading. And I think it was from like chapter seven. And it was a few weeks ago when we started this and I was kind of trying to catch on it with Ryan last time. Um, and I am a student still, we are always students when reading the Bible. So 
I kind of scrambled it up and didn't understand. I was like, I'll fix this and I'll send it to you, Ryan, <laughs> as soon as I figure out where it was from. But she kind of talks about um, when they're, we find the children of Israel were going to be carried into captivity. And I thought captivity was a lot like quarantine. And she was talking about how it, she's like, this feels impossibly long, incredibly unfair and horribly hard. And that's how I think a lot of us were feeling. And it just keeps getting extended and extended. And she's like, it, I know we have nothing compared to what the Israelites were going to, but I, I think in our first world problems kind of deal, it was a good comparison. Um, talk about feeling as if not a good thing could ever come from this. Talk about needing God's perspective um, like never before. Uh, so Ryan actually read through the uh, verse that I sent to him from Jeremiah. But basically, when we seek God, we see God. Um, we don't see his physical form, but we see him at work and can start, start to see more of what he sees when we kind of just take a deep breath, have that patience, allow ourselves to surrender instead of trying to be in control all the time. And I think this, this quarantine, quote unquote, captivity is just humbling for us as Christians again, to remember like, no, I'm not in control. As much as I think I am, my job is to surrender. And then I will have so much more peace about just daily life if I allow myself to do that. She talks about how God is closer than we even often realize. Um, he sees He sees things we don't see. He knows the things we don't know. And his perspective from where he sits allows him to see all those things. I always love this comparison. He sees the forest while we're trying to see the trees. Um, he sees the big, big picture of everything. And we are just so focused on, I, I mean, we're selfish beings by by birth. Adam and Eve kind of made us that way. Um, so we think a lot about us, but he just sees everything. So although this is scary in the time right now, he sees the bigger picture like he did um, in the book of Jeremiah with the Israelites. I'm not going to go on and on, but I was just going to read a couple of the quotes that she had that I thought were really, really good from her book. Um, so this was true for the Israelites, and it's true for us. For them, the news that they would be in captivity, quote, quarantine, for 70 years was absolute reality. But the truth that God had a good plan and a purpose, not to harm them, but to give them a future and a hope. That promise was very much in process all the while while they were in captivity, quarantine. So this is how we too can surrender the weight of our long-suffering journey to God, by having a higher perspective in our present realities. The seemingly impossible work of redemption is always possible with God. In other words, we need to remember the difference between news and the truth. And I thought that was like so powerful too. We hear so much on the news. Like I, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I refuse to watch the news about, I'll watch like the president's address, I guess, but like the local news or I just, it's so overwhelming sometimes. We don't know what's true, what's not. And we have social media, so that's such an influx. And it, she just said, we need to remember the difference in the news and the truth. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> news comes at this to tell us what we're dealing with, 
but truth comes from God and helps us process all that we're dealing with. And that was so powerful to me. Um, but what I have access to is a truth that transcends news. The restoration that is impossible with man's limitations is always possible for a limitless God. And that like seriously gives me goosebumps when I read. Instead of saying God won't give me more than I can handle, which I feel like that's kind of a buzz thing. A lot of people say that a lot, like God will never give you more than you can handle. And I know that within the Bible, there's verses that talk to that, but she says, maybe it's, I can just simply say, God's got a handle on all that I'm facing instead of God's not going to give me more than I can handle. Cause every day we're overwhelmed and every day we're going to feel like God gives us so much and more and more, especially in the world we live in now. But instead of thinking like of it like that, you could say, God has a handle on all that I'm facing because he's always there. He's always waiting for you to ask for his help. You're never supposed to handle all this on your own. Yeah, I think yeah, it's funny that you say that. I, I used to agree with that because it is a common saying that he'll never give you more than you can handle. I've come to learn that he actually sometimes will give you more than you can yeah, handle, yeah. but it's because it's his tactic of getting you to rely on him and, and be in his strength and his wisdom. And, and so that, yeah, that's, I've had to come it's, around on that one. <laughs> exactly. But it, because I feel like I grew up Catholic as well. I went to Catholic schools. I went to an all girls Catholic high school and I had to kind of branch out after that and figure out my own path. Um, and I just remember hearing that and I saw so much suffering growing up. And I was just like, this is ridiculous to be told over and over again that God's not good because these people cannot handle this. But it's because they were taking it on all by themselves instead of, okay, last quote. And then Ryan, it's all you. No, um, no I have an interjection. But you finish, Sam. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, one of the greatest, this is Lisa, I'm pretty much quoting her all the way through this, so nobody report me. Um, one of the greatest comforts to me through all of this has been knowing that somehow God will use it for good, and that God will be my possible in the midst of what can sometimes feel so impossible. I love that last one though, Sam. I agree I with that. I feel like I've seen a lot of good even with all of what's going on, so I really like that. Erin, did you wanna did you wanna interject? Uh, uh it it sure. I mean we have time. We have nowhere to go, nothing to do. So that's fine. Um I think it just goes back to Ryan, I know last week we talked about this. It can just kind of tie in again that like because there's nothing to do and this is it is what it is until the unforeseeable future. I mean, Kansas is May 15th at this point. I don't know about oh, Rye, what, what they said for you, Brittany, what they said for you. But, I mean, let's just say May 15th is my birthday, so cards are welcome. Parties are fine. You can send me a bottle of wine. It's great. But it's kind of like virtual happy hour. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And then on the 21st for Brittany – um, but it's kind of like realizing, I don't know, I guess it's like a step backwards 
sorry, I'm getting a little emotional because we wouldn't, we don't normally have this time. And as much as I want to like pull her, pull her hair out or pull my hair out, you're like, no, I, I'm, this is supposed to be positive. But it's really hard. Because she's home. Hey. <laughs> no, like, it's just, you. I say to myself, okay, step back, take a break, because I'm not used to having them home. But it's supposed to be a good thing to have them home. And, oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. You're feeling it, too. Ouch! Are you excited that you're home with me every day? Yeah. But you're usually home with us every day you don't work. Yeah, every day that I don't work, but now everybody's home all the time. Right? Yeah. No, it's, you know, anything, think about it this way, Erin. Anything new, it it takes time to adjust. It's not going to happen overnight. So give yourself some grace that, you know, it, it takes time to adjust to find it. I keep hearing the term new normal. And I do yeah. agree with that. It's a new normal for how long I don't, nobody knows, but it, we kind of have to start getting used to a new normal. It's such an affirmation that we're in this time period of restriction and I can't go to the store, but how many people live their life like that? And yes, I have the ability to go to the grocery store when I, want a cup of soup or want to change my dinner menu up a little bit or, you know, that it has come to the point that it's something I've never had to deal with before as looking at my pantry and saying, what can I make with what I have? And so many people for so long, so many years have had that personal affliction or discussion of, I can't go to the store. I have this, 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 and this until who knows when. And it's just like kind of also a slap in the face for the working class people who have the ability to live a lifestyle in which they're so used to. And now, you know, I, I want to go out and do all these things because it's springtime and that's what I want to do. And it's what I'm used to doing and I can't do it because I'm stuck. But it's, it's just kind of a huge realization of, I feel, I finally feel what it's like to be, you know, not to hurt anyone's feelings or, talk about people but to feel like an underclassman yeah i finally kind of feel a connectivity that we're all on the same page right now nobody can go anywhere do anything go to the grocery store only a certain times and i don't know it's just it's really weird it's a really weird feeling yeah i just to add to that aaron i've had a couple of friends from high school message me asking if they could just venmo me like for a coffee or something. And I was trying in the best possible way to tell them, like, I appreciate it so much, but trying to be as humble as possible. Like, but I'm still going to work. Yeah. I, you know, I'm still getting a paycheck. And I, this person specifically that in the, the last person that did it, she's a hairdresser and a single mom. 
So I know she's not working. And, right now. and so I was like, I really appreciate it. And I was trying so hard to come across, like I said, that it wasn't like, I didn't appreciate the thought, but I was like, give it to somebody who needs it, who isn't working or use it towards your daughter. Or, you know, yeah. I don't care, but I'm like, all I ask is for prayers and just to do the social distancing. You know, that's, that's what we need, you know? Yeah. And Taylor, I can totally understand that. And Ryan, so can you, cause Ryan's mom called me two days ago out of the blue. I mean, not out of the blue. I mean, I talked to her before, <laughs> but she just said, I, she kind of didn't give me a choice per se. She said, you're in a house full of three kids and a husband who's working from home and you're back to work and you have to work in, you know, these unprecedented times and it's scary. So tell me where you want dinner from. And Ryan lives in Ohio and they just used Grubhub and had it delivered. And it was just, at first I was a little apprehensive, Ryan, I'm sure you were told that it was just like, first, no, I don't need that. I don't need that. But at the same time, very much like, wow, that's so amazing. You were saying about we're all kind of at the same level now, and it seems as though you're struggling with that. I look at it that it, it's, it's a beautiful – I talked at the last call about looking at things and trying to see the positive side, seeing the blessings of it. I think it's a beautiful thing that God's kind of doing it, evening the playing field for us, that it is humbling us that – Right. Go to the store at any point. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just, I see God's work in a beautiful way in that uh, and just humbling ourselves and being so thankful for things that we take for granted. And I, I think I said in the last call too, I, I hope to goodness and I've prayed about it that I don't lose the sight I have right now in the future when things do get back to a little bit of normal, that I don't lose that sight and vision that I have of God's right now and that beauty that you're describing. It, it makes you appreciate more. It makes you appreciate what you have more. And Taylor, Taylor, don't stop your friend from giving you a blessing. I know you feel like you don't need it, but it's your friend giving you a blessing. Don't stop her. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's her blessing to give you a blessing. Don't stop her. And people in the community, they don't know. Like maybe they can't sew, so they can't drop off hundreds of masks or have the ability to do that. So if they can say, here, get a coffee on me, get a coffee on her. You're not taking advantage. It's her way of saying thank you. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot. Just like the idea of limitation and and restriction and like what you said about instant gratification we're we're so we're so used to that like what i have to i have to wait i have to wait 2 months to get to get this <laughs> thing why why can't i why can't i get it shipped prime and have it 2 days right like prime delivery is 2 day delivery well Right now, prime delivery is when you get it, you get it. Right, and that's that's how it that's how that's it used to be, but how it should be. I think I think now we've we've gotten so conditioned to this to this microwave, like so fast, like instant. I want it now. I get it now, sort of thing, 
and you know that was that was very much not what the Israelites were experiencing. They thought to themselves, "We have we have God on our side. This thing is going to be cleared up, lickety split, no time at all." And they they got that letter and they were thinking, "Okay, he's gonna he's gonna bring." He's going to bring the armies. He's going to bring the heavenly hosts. And they're going to come and get us the heck out. And, and that, that didn't happen. God said, when 70 years is completed. And, like, I, I just, like, can't even really wrap my mind around that. The, the patience and, and the, the seeking him day after day and... And don't don't despair, don't complain, but actually actually like live your life and actually make the most of it. And like what you were saying what you were saying, Aaron, with like with like Is- Isabel by you and all the all the girls with you, like those those moments really are like an am- an amazing thing. <laughs> I'm 22, almost 23 years old, and I was, I was out of the house, away from my parents, and now this, this quarantine has brought us back into the same house, back in, into those roles that I didn't think, I didn't think I'd be in, and like, in reality, I've been kind of like, ah, this is, this is not this is not my favorite thing, but I'm, I'm seeing that I'm seeing the blessings in it. Cause, cause life, life really does go by so fast and God's perspective. He sees the, the very beginning of our existence to the very end of our life. And it's so small. It's so, it's so minuscule. It's like a grain of salt. We're, we're only, we're only here one moment and gone the next. And the best we can do is, is make the most of our life and be thankful for what we have and to, to seek God and, and cultivate that relationship. To close out our time together today, I wanted to share this song with you. It's called Farther Along by Josh Gerald. And to me, it really speaks to how a lot of us are feeling in this time. Just the fear of the unknown and not knowing what comes next. Right now, many of us feel like we're in exile. cooped up in our homes, not knowing when things will get back to normal. But as you listen to this song, I pray that, I pray that you have peace. We may not understand everything now. And that's okay, because we know that no matter what, God is still with us, even in this time of quarantine and isolation. So in this time, I pray that you don't despair, but that you enjoy your life, that you enjoy the small moments with your family. You spend this time being grateful for what you have instead of focusing on what you don't. But more than anything, I pray that you seek God, knowing that you will seek Him and find Him when you seek Him with all of your heart. Cause he loves them both We're all castaways in need of rope Hanging on by the last threads of our hope 
Sing low. 